Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. My name is Dr. Eddie Sanders and today I'm switching places with Scott Spees and will be your host for our podcast. We are continuing our new series which we have titled Our Calling. In this series, we have invited various faculty and staff members, along with some coaches, to share about their calling and how that translate in, translates into what we do here at Dallas Christian College. The mission statement for Dallas Christian College states that we educate and mentor students to be people of influence, engaging in their calling to the work of Christ in the church and in the world. Helping students to find their God-given calling is a crucial part of the spiritual growth experience here for them, and we believe this is a distinctive of DCC that needs to be emphasized and communicated more often. That is our purpose in this podcast series, and for this episode, we have invited Scott Spees to share about the Worship Arts Department. Scott has a long tenure with Dallas Christian College that dates back all the way to 1987. He has served in a variety of administrative and teaching roles, and while his main role at this time is Director of Advancement, he is also the Program Director for a Worship Arts degree. Scott, welcome. Thank you, Eddie, man. It's uh, good to uh, to share about something that I uh, am very passionate about, something that I feel strongly about, and in this second episode of our Calling series, I want to share first a little bit about my calling into ministry, uh, specifically worship ministry, and then I'll talk some about what we're doing here at Dallas Christian College. You know, I grew up in a Christian home, had very godly grandparents, and one of my earliest memories is of my time with uh, my grandma Spees out in western Oklahoma, a small town hydro Oklahoma. I'd go out during the summer and spend a week during the hydro fair, and she would spend time sharing Bible stories and teaching me a lot of uh, children's Bible songs. I remember singing, you know, the the B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone <laughs> on the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E, or he's got the whole world in his hands. All those songs were, were ones that I learned from my grandma. Uh, my folks attended a Disciples of Christ Christian Church in Oklahoma City, and I remember going to Sunday school uh, most every Sunday, VBS during the summer, church camp. But it was really when I started singing in their youth choir and then having the opportunity to, to play piano at church when I was in sixth and seventh grade that God started working on my heart for ministry. I loved playing the piano in our services with our organist, Mrs. Hickman, and I grew up on the old hymns and and had a gift for making music. And like you, Eddie, I attended a a college with a plan that was very much Scott's plan for my life. Uh, I considered myself a Christian, but I had a lot of grand dreams for becoming a professional musician, even a symphony conductor when I was that age. And after my first year or two in music school at Oklahoma City University, I realized pretty quickly that I didn't have the discipline, the talent, or the passion to pursue that level of musicianship. And I started playing in a top 40 cover band while I was in college. And while I was still pursuing my love for music, I discovered that my pursuit of worldly pleasures quickly uh, took over my pursuit of Christ. And I always laugh when people ask me if being a minister or church musician was something that I knew I was called to, because I think those who knew me in high school wouldn't be surprised one bit at what I'm doing now, but those who knew me in college would probably be shaking their head. 
Uh, I wasn't a very good witness then. And as a result of that, I think I'm living proof that God can use anyone when they reach a point in their life that, that their life doesn't line up with God's plan and they surrender and, uh, you know, finally, finally let God begin to work in their life. And I know when I was 22, 23, 24 years old, there's not any part of me that was thinking I would one day be teaching worship at a Christian college or even leading singing for a church service. That was not what Scott Spees was called to do, at least in my viewpoint. But then I came to a point where I was reminded about those lessons that my grandparents taught me, my parents taught me, and my Sunday school teachers taught me. And that's when I began to understand my true calling and started finding significance in my life. And a pivotal event that helped move that along was when I transitioned from Oklahoma City to Dallas back in 1985 in order to, quote, make it big in the music scene in Dallas. I was trying to connect with the uh, pop groups that were playing in clubs or other venues and also doing some recording. And all the while, I was extremely miserable. And it was finally in the fall of 1985, and I still remember it very distinctly, that I visited Central Christian Church in Richardson, Texas, at the suggestion of actually the choir director of the church I was playing at in Oklahoma City. He was good friends with uh, some of the elders there, and that decision forever changed my life and led to a whole series of dominoes that began to fall in place. Through my connections at Central, I met uh, Danelle Franklin, Mark and Caroline Worley, and a host of other people here at DCC. In 1987, I discovered that my real calling in life was teaching when I helped direct the, the summer saltines program that the college sponsored. And it was during that summer that I met our sound engineer on these podcasts, Bruce Dykus, and his wife, Renee. In 1989, I left my savings and loan job to work part-time here at DCC and part-time at Central Christian Church. And I was waking, make, making way less money than I was at the bank, but I loved what I was getting to do. And I began to view my life in a very different way. And I tell people prior to that time in 87, 88, I was a musician who happened to be a Christian. And I think after understanding my role as a worshiper and as a worship leader, I began to see my life as a Christian who just so happened to be a musician. And there's a big difference, I think. And I'm going to talk more about that here in a couple of minutes. But all of those experiences uh, leading up to that time, uh, probably 1992, 93, 94, uh, resulted in my ordination at Central Christian Church. And then I moved to Moscow, Russia as a missionary and served there for almost nine years. And then I joined the staff at DCC again in 2003 as an admissions counselor. And when Harley and Dana Iim took a ministry in Colorado, it opened the door for me to help out in the music and worship area, which then led to my master's degree in vocal music education and the opportunity years later to study at the Robert Weber Institute for Worship Studies. And I've had the opportunity to serve at several churches as a worship leader in the Dallas and Houston area. And I'm excited to be back in this role as director of advancement here at DCC. So all that to say, I want to emphasize again, this was not my plan for my life when I was 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. I certainly didn't view what I'm doing now as my calling then, but obviously uh, I have a much different attitude now, and I'm grateful that God has been faithful all the while as I wandered and strayed, but eventually came to the understanding that my calling 
as I understand it, is to help lead people in worship and help them grow closer to God. And through that, we allow God to change their lives just like he changed mine. So that's my story, Eddie, and I'm sticking to it. Thanks for sharing that. I did not know all the details of that, so I appreciate hearing it. The theme that I hear in yours that I see in so many others, mine included, is there's this trajectory— and there's some sort of catalyst and relationship, and all of a sudden, the the view through the front windshield is radically different. Wow, I love that illustration. Yeah, I I uh, I don't know if I was looking out the side window or the rear view mirror or where where I was looking. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, for years and, you know, and even in high school, uh, I was, I was one of those nerds that watched PBS all the time because I thought, you know, my, my dream was to direct the New York Philharmonic Symphony like Zubin Mehta or to be able to go and, and, and do something in that arena. And all of that was very self-serving. And, you know, you shared in your podcast a couple of weeks ago this idea of the need for more servants and more service attitude. Uh, I'm a, a big advocate now as a worship teacher that uh, if we can teach our students, our adults, anyone in our congregations uh, how to worship and worship properly, then I believe All the other things that we're wanting in terms of spiritual development and spiritual growth happen naturally. Uh, I want to uh, help our our congregations to learn how to love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then how to love others as they love themselves. Uh, I I think that's that's part of the lesson that we learn in Isaiah chapter 6, when when Isaiah encounters God and, and recognizes his unworthiness. Uh, He doesn't uh, walk away from that and say, well, let me think about what I can do for the (laughs) for the nation of Israel and for the kingdom here after the next three or four months and and pray about it. No, immediately his response to God's call is here am I send me. And uh, I really think that when we teach people to meet God, to encounter God, missions programs, evangelistic programs, all of those things take care of themselves. And so that's my goal as the worship arts department chair here at DCC, to teach all of our students how to worship God, how to fall in love with God. And then I believe he'll change their lives just like he changed mine. Yeah, that that is that is very helpful and a good transition to, so what's the worship arts program about? Well, uh, you know, I think a lot of, uh, programs, obviously, uh, the, the thing they, they like to emphasize is, well, you need to learn how to use technology and you need to learn how to lead a worship band and you need to learn how to, you know, build a worship set that is dynamic and, and all of those things. And, and those are important tools of worship. But I really think for me, uh, the most important aspect is to develop a strong theology of worship that, that does change, uh, regardless of where our students find themselves in, in terms of context. Uh, so much of what we see in contemporary worship, and we talked about this actually in a podcast that we uh, aired in December when we focused on the word worship. There is this misunderstanding of what worship is, and I, I like to define it as this dialogue 
between us and God. And it's it's this idea that God reveals himself to us, has revealed himself to us throughout history, through scripture, through his involvement in our lives. And then we respond to that. Um, you know, I think I'm able to bring a perspective that resonates with a lot of our students uh, simply because of my past experience. I can't tell you how many, <laughs> and I'll say this as delicately as possible, but I, over the years, have encountered a lot of arrogant, spotlight-seeking, prima donna musicians who have come to Dallas Christian College looking for uh, basically stardom uh, in, in the contemporary Christian music field. And, and I can say that because I know what they look like because I was just like that when I was 18, 19, 20 years old. Uh, and what I'm amazed at is when a student sticks around here for three or four years, uh, they are able to, to grow just as you shared in the uh, practical ministries area, they, they grow spiritually uh, they begin to experience transformation in their life. They suddenly become humble servants who realize that their calling is to be a worshiper of God and not the me- next American Idol or the winner on the voice or whatever that dream is. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that every student that comes here leaves with this attitude. We all wish that's what would happen. And I'm not naive enough or even arrogant enough to, in my own ability to think that, you know, here at DCC, we can change every student, but we're going to try, and that's our goal. And uh, so one of the things that I think is most important is for our students to have a strong theology of worship, why we worship, how God manifests himself in our worship, what is acceptable, acceptable uh, biblical worship, and then contrast that uh, with many times what we experience in our churches and even what our churches ask of us as worship leaders. And that, I think, is where some of the tension occurs. And, and quite honestly, that's been some of the feedback I've gotten from our worship students over the past 10, 15 years, is that a lot of times what our churches are asking them to do uh, may be uh, a, l- a little bit in conflict with what they have learned from us. But I think there is a way to to uh, to be biblically true and also help lead your congregation in a way that's, that's pleasing to God. Yeah. And and that is really what matters is walking the path God has called us on to use that word, to use that right. word again. So that leads us to the next area. What what makes this program unique and what are you passionate about within it? I think uh, you know, the ability for our students uh to f- to find their calling in a context that lets them immediately get some practice in that is one of the unique distinctives for DCC. Uh, we've got connections with a lot of, of churches area-wide. We've got students that are serving at the branch. We've got students serving at uh, Compass Christian Church. We have students that are serving at uh, Central Christian Church. Uh, a lot of those in the area that are giving them opportunities to put into practice what they've been learning uh, in the classroom. And whether it's, you know, helping lead worship on our campus, which our worship students get to do on a on a weekly basis or at one of these churches or in an internship. We uh, worked with one of our young ladies uh, on her Christmas program this year and had our, our choir singing as well as some of our uh, folks joining in, helping her, uh, giving her an, an experience that normally she probably wouldn't get 
without having the opportunity to direct acquire, to have other students come in and help. All those experiences help the student refine their gifting and clarify their God-given purpose. And, you know, we've had a lot of students, uh, I don't know that I want to say a lot, but we've had students throughout, uh, you know, my time when I was serving as worship arts department chair who came and and they were they were talented. They were were good musically. But after a couple of years realized, hey, this really is not my calling. Uh, I'm, I'm better suited in a children's ministry. I'm better suited uh, as a Christian business person, and I'm going to go pursue that, or I'm better suited as a counselor. Uh, we've had quite a few of our, our students who entered our program, took a lot of the music classes, worked at a church ministry for a couple of months or a couple of years, and then decided, you know, I really want to become an educator. And so they transitioned into uh, choir directing or, or some form of a public school, private school education. So all of that, I think, um, you know, is, is part of the uniqueness of the experience. And, and I know it's hard for young people right now, 18, 19, 20 year, years old. So many of them want to have the whole plan <laughs> figured out. And, and I keep reminding them, you know, uh, one of the things you've got to be able to do during this season of your life is to be patient, make the most of every opportunity that God brings your way, and then be willing to pivot. You know, we heard that word a lot in 2020, 2021 during the pandemic, but be flexible and open to ideas that God may have more in mind for you now than you could ever imagine. Uh, Be willing to start down one path and then God may move you to a path that you may not even see right now, because that's what's happened to me. And so that's one of the things that I'm able to at least, I think, uh, realistically (laughs) encourage our students with is this idea that, um, you know, Scripture tells us uh, God has uh, formed us. uh, We're fearfully, wonderfully made. uh, All the days that were ordained for us have been written in his book. That's what Psalm 139 says. We're God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us. Uh, we need to learn how, how to make the most of every opportunity, whatever that opportunity is today. Don't waste today uh, chasing something that may or may not be what God wants you to do. So those are the the things that are passionate for me, uh, ways that I'm able, I, I think, hopefully to speak into our students and through our worship arts department, encourage them to become worshipers of God, uh, use that as a way to lead others in worship, and then hopefully uh, that translates into fulfilling their calling and finding their God-given calling in their life. Thanks for sharing that. We trust you have enjoyed this episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. If you would like to learn more about Dallas Christian College and how we can help you discover and grow in your calling, you can check out our various degree programs and scholarships by going to our website at www.dallas.edu. Until then, we pray that you stay safe and healthy and that God blesses you richly in this new year, 2023.